Just so everyone is aware, I will say video cast sometimes because I actually have a YouTube channel. If you would like to check me out, it is called The Gospel Call. There you can watch my sermons and interviews with people where I ask for their thoughts on the afterlife. I go through the good person test and even talk about the wonderful plan of salvation, like how Jesus paid for all our sins. Yeah, that one. I also have a TikTok channel at The Gospel Call No Spaces and Instagram, also The Gospel Call No Spaces. So thank you very much for checking out my podcast. I hope you enjoy it. God bless. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them. What is your name, sir? Shalom to you and welcome to the Gospel Call Podcast. I am your host, Samuel David Spoonauer, and today and even throughout, I'm going to be doing a series through Romans. I always try to emphasize what the Bible says and what God actually tells us what's true, because honestly, just fighting over people's opinions and whatnot, it's not that you can't have truth, it's that the way to find ultimate truth is from God. So going through the Bible, going through some kind of Bible study, I think is probably the best way to do that. And I was just going to go through passage, then passage, then passage, and just kind of talk through it. Hopefully you guys enjoy it. And please actually open your Bibles. <laughs> open your Bibles to this. I think it will help a little bit just to have it a little more engaging. Um, and I will be reading from the ESV, and you might look at me strange like, what? You were just using the NASB earlier. Yes, I know, and I might actually change to that version too, or even use the King James. It's just because I want to get it in different words. I've never read it through in the ESV yet. This is kind of a new version for me. Um, so hopefully I actually get something out of this too. Uh, this is kind of for all of us. Open your Bible, read with me, try to study with me, and hopefully you appreciate my opinion. Uh, so Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle set apart for the gospel of God. God literally set him apart to preach the good news, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures concerning his son, so Jesus who was descended from Abraham according to the flesh and was declared to be the Son of God in power according to the Spirit of holiness by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. This is a very long sentence. <laughs> Through whom we have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith for the sake of his name among all nations, including who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. Wow, that's a lot. That's a lot of theology. Paul is really known for his greetings. <laughs> Very extravagant. Uh, he, he wasn't, uh, actually, I think he didn't actually write. Um, last time I checked, yeah, yeah, he had someone that uh, wrote all this for him. He just spoke it out. I forget the exact reasons, it, if it was because of his old age or because he actually couldn't write, even though he was a Pharisee and... Uh, he definitely could read, of course. Uh, verse 7, To all those in Rome who are loved by God and called 
to be saints. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I would go over his greeting and what that is talking about, um, but mainly it's just about Jesus and that he's the Son of God, descendant of David, right? He resurrected from the dead. He saved us through faith, all that really important stuff that Paul is actually going to get into anyways. So, verse 8. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you. He's thanking God for all, for all of them, for the people in, at the church in Rome. Because your faith is proclaimed in all the world. Really? They spread the gospel. That's good. For God is my witness whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son, that without ceasing I mention you always in my prayers, asking that somehow by God's will I may now at last succeed in coming to you. For I long to see you, that my impart to you some spiritual gift to strengthen you. That is, that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, by yours and mine. And that's very interesting. I notice that a lot when I'm with other believers, not only encouraging them, but them also encouraging me. It goes both ways. And that's why church is really important to Christians who spread the gospel, (laughs) kind of like me. I, I need church. I need to just calm down a little bit, settle down a little bit, and just focus on Praising God, being with other people who love God, it really helps to encourage me. Prayer also is, is done for the believers that Paul does. He, he prays for these Christians in Rome. Uh, and most of these letters, the really cool thing about them is that he gives a lot of theology, a lot of stuff that either it was only talked a little bit about or that he didn't really go through very well. Because originally he had gone to these churches at least a few of them, and he had brought people to Christ and started a church. So on his journeys, he would write letters to the other churches and have them sent off, or he might even be Jerusalem. In fact, in some of them, he was in jail. But the point is, is that he's encouraging them, giving them theology, and dealing with their problems. In fact, the church of Corinth, they sent a letter to him uh, about just some problems they were having and he was having to deal with them. That's why 1 Corinthians is the longest one because there were a lot of problems. So as to continue, I believe verse 13, I do not want you to be unaware, brothers, that I have often intended to come to you, but thus far have been prevented in order that I may reap some harvest among you as well as among the rest of the Gentiles. I'm under obligation both to the Greeks and to barbarians both to the wise and to the foolish. So I'm here to preach the gospel to you also who are in Rome. So he's saying, uh, even though I haven't come, I do still want to (laughs) come at some point. But I have been held back by people who need to hear the gospel. That's essentially what he's saying. Verse 16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes to the Jew first and also to the Greek. In other words, the gospel is what brings people to salvation, not dead literally. I mean, Jesus is the one who only saves people or God. Um, let's see. Jesus Christ justifies us. God is the one that pardons us. And the Holy Spirit sanctifies us. <laughs> That's just some deep theology there. But the point is, is that God is the one who actually brings about our salvation. 
But when Paul says that the gospel is the power into salvation, it means it's a power, it's the tool that God uses to bring about salvation in people. So when we preach the gospel, not some new age belief or not some uh, Jesus is going to make you rich or make your life wonderful, but rather you have sinned against a holy God and Jesus Christ has paid for all your sins, that is the gospel. That's the good news. The good news that Jesus Christ has paid for all our sins and he's not only defeated death but and, and risen from the dead, but he's also paid for all our sins, right? Uh, so he's not ashamed to share that in any case. And I don't think anyone should be. I don't think any Christian should be ashamed to share the gospel. <laughs> Sometimes I can be, but I shouldn't be. I, some, I should be more bold. And I know that sounds a little weird, but really... That's pretty much every Christian, right? We can always do better. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith. As it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. And that we see God's judgment through the gospel, through the law, telling people about the Ten Commandments. And then we live by faith. We trust in Jesus Christ because we realize that we can't pay our fine. Uh, So that's why the righteous live by faith, because they realize they can't be righteous. Verse 18, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made so they are without excuse. I think of atheists there. I know that might sound a little offensive, but it's true. These people realize that there's a God. They know that God's divine nature exists and his eternal power, but they're not necessarily willing to admit it, and they're without excuse. When they stand before God, they can't say, well, I didn't believe you existed. God's going to be like, what? You were one of those guys? Oh, I actually feel sad for them because they're uh, without excuse. So, and they need <laughs> they need salvation. But verse 21, they did not honor him as God or thanks to him. But they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds, and animals, and creeping things. So he's getting on people who commit idolatry. And in fact, especially during this time, and in Rome, like if you think about it, in Rome, the place where many of the great philosophers had come, and even before Jesus, I'm not talking about philosophers like Plato who came afterwards. I'm talking about even the ones before, and Greek philosophers, and very, very wise people, but even they committed adultery. And creating not only the own version of God or just saying there is no God in general. Atheism has existed for a long time and especially universalism. And so he's just saying how foolish it is because they see the world and how it works and they know in their hearts that there is a God, but they deny the truth and they suppress it. Verse 24, therefore God gave them up up in the lusts of their heart to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshipped and served the creature rather than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. And yes, Rome is has been very well known for a long time by many people of the place of 
uh, how do I put this in a um, family-friendly way? They worship the god of sex. At least they have. <laughs> not, as, not as much now, but the point is, is that uh, a lot of the statues, very naked people. <laughs> and the point is, is that they would worship the body. They worship the body and a lot of the Greek uh, people before the Romans would worship the, the creature rather than the creator. And so God gave them up to their lusts. For this reason, God then gave them up to dishonorable passions. For their women exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to nature. What is he talking about? And men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another. Homosexuality. Men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves the due penalty for their error. What does he mean, due penalty for their error? In fact, it actually exists now. Uh, they're sexually transmitted diseases. And I know that might sound like hate speech, but it's true. If you're a homosexual, like a man having sex with a man, it, it's, it doesn't do anything good for anyone. And it kills people. There are ways to not die, but that didn't happen in the 60s. They didn't have that at that time. Killed a lot of people. So that's probably what he's talking about. I know for a fact he's talking about homosexuals here. And in fact, uh, I know for a f I know that during that time in Rome, like Romans, very popular. <laughs> Homosexuality was a very popular thing. Uh, they were treated not very well by most people, but when in Rome, be as a Rome, act as a Roman, I guess, not really. Because God will punish you, and that's the point of all this, is it's, it's trying to scare you away from actually doing those things. Uh, verse 28, and since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not to be done. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetous, malice, for they are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. They are gossip, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Though they know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. You know what this reminds me of? And I realize that this sounds like hate speech, but the LGBTQ community, not to say that every person in there fits this description of uh, disobedient appearance, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. The point is, is that they applaud. They applaud to those who do these same things, but then God gives them over to that. They, they're practically saying to God, I want my sin and God gives them over to it. He gives them that, as the King James Version puts it, reprobate mind, a messed up brain with ideals that think this is not only okay, but I'm going to ignore these bad things happening. Like, I don't even know why those bad things are happening. I'm just going to focus on doing this act and committing this act. And it's so very sad because I love homosexuals. They're very kind people, at least most of them that I've met. And what's funny is that some of them that I know are actually pretty mean <laughs> and kind of crabby. Um, but that's probably because God punishes them quite often uh, with things that I, I don't want to get like too far into 
Um, most people who are homosexuals too have had rough lives. And so they come about and do these things because of the hard things that have happened in their life. But then God gives them over to that because they desire it. Paul, he gives a greeting. He says that the just shall live by faith. He says she's not ashamed of the gospel of Christ as we should not be. Uh, all of the unrighteous will be punished by God and that God despises sin. And so he gives us the death penalty for our sin. And actually this goes with the verse that we're going to come up with later in chapter 3, or actually chapter 6, verse 23, for the wages of sin is death. Our sin brings about death. So it just kind of all goes together. So definitely this chapter is really worth like really studying through. I'd love to go in more depth, but that would take forever. I've been in men's Bible studies where we're through like three verses in like 45 minutes. <laughs> it's a good study. And I encourage, again, I encourage you to do that. Go through other versions. And maybe if you're able to dabble in some of the Greek, uh, go through other studies. If you really want to engage yourself into this content, then you can even ask me, right? You can even ask for my thought. Not to say that I'm the wisest person in the world. And that's why I suggest that you study these things for yourself because you shouldn't take just my word for it. But also, there are many people out there who are very wise and can give very good takes on these things. And Ray Comfort talks about uh, verses 20 through 32 uh, quite often, uh, at least that I've heard when it comes across like homosexuals and stuff. It was such a great study. I definitely got some stuff out of it. So next week, I'll do chapter two. And uh, by the way, I was going to mention, I have a Shutterstock now. Uh, they actually sell photos in like uh, stock video. If you ever want to buy any, I'm going to have a link in the description. I don't know if you could just type in my name <laughs> on there, you know, Samuel Spoonhour in his photos. I'm sure you can. I'm sure you can find it. But uh, either way, I'll give the information in the description. So God bless you all and have a wonderful day.